says, I have a friend that just started out with educating herself after she was helped by the broker uh, to more or less revenge trade. She lost 15K there regarding revenge trading. That's a shame, right? Because people, many people wish they had 15K to start an account with. Like there's so many good traders out there that just don't have the funds to trade. And you hear stories about people that are just recklessly throwing this money away. And it's offensive. It's offensive to many. Like I, for me, like from a sports perspective is very similar to like, you know, the person that is naturally gifted that doesn't work on their talent. Where you have these people in athletics that are just like, they, they came out the womb, can jump high, run fast, and all the skill in the world, but they never work on it. And then you have the guy that is, you know, he did not hit the genetic lottery, and he's trying his hardest to get better. He just doesn't have the skill set. Uh, and people like that get really, really mad because they, they, they know how much hard work it takes to be successful, and they see other people wasting it. And we see that in trading, too. And I remember there was this guy on a... He was on a trading platform for like one day. I'm pretty sure peer pressure caused him to lose um, because no one cared about his braggadocious ways. But he, we're talking to him and he's like, you know, Keel, do I really have to learn? I'm like, yeah. Do I really have to demo trade? I'm like, you probably should. You know, can I just like get started and try these concepts out with real money? I'm like, yeah, you probably should. And he's like, well, you know, if I lose 10K, it's no big deal. I'm like, well, why, like, why would you say that? I don't like, and we had this conversation before. I, <laughs> People here, here, here's well. A lot of people in, in 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 general are financially stupid. They're not financially educated. But I always say this, right? A lot of people out there on the internet that aren't wealthy. A lot of people are out there on the internet pretending to be something that they aren't. And when they pretend to be something they aren't, they kind of do the stereotypical type of things, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I spend ten k on this because I got it. Where in reality, it's like if you ever talk to anyone that's wealthy, never ever are they wasting. They care. I, I I would I would argue that the super wealthy care about their money more than the poor. I would be I would I would be very confident in making that statement, right? That the super wealthy, not rich, rich is different, right? Rich is is, is not a good thing. Wealthy, right? I would say that the, wealth, the the super wealthy or the wealthy in general care about their money more than the poor, right? Because the wealthy, they, they got wealthy because they understand what wealth is. They understand what it took to become wealthy. And it's extremely scary, right? Because the difference between rich and wealthy is time. Does that make sense first and foremost? Wealthy and rich, the difference is time, right? Riches, you have a lot of money, Um but that money, it continues to bleed and drain and doesn't necessarily produce more money. So you don't have any time. You're rich. But in order to stay rich, you have to keep doing the things that got you rich, right? And the minute you stop doing those things that got you rich, you are no longer rich, right? So it's short term or long term as long as you continue to work your behind off, right? Wealthy is time because wealthy is the amount of time that your money can still survive without you doing anything, right? If you were to stop doing what you're doing right now, how long you can survive? That is your, that is your wealth number, right? So people that understand wealth, they, they understand what it took to go from rich to wealthy because at some point you had to be rich. And again, riches, there's no, I have no level on what quote unquote rich is. Rich is different to, to everyone and to make it deeper, rich is even 
non-monetary riches within self as well, right? Are you rich because you're providing value to the world? That is a richness in its own self. Are you rich because you're a parent and you're a loving brother or whatever like that? There's so many ways to be rich. But just speaking from the monetary standpoint, right? At some point, you're rich where you have money, rich to a certain extent. And you have to make a switch from being rich to wealthy. And that's when you start putting your your money to work, right? That's when money, which is your kid, it grows up and you say, go out there and get a job and start paying some rent. Um, and then you switch over to, to wealthy. And it's a it's a long process, right? It's a, it's a long, tedious process um, to becoming wealthy, but it's, it's well worth it. And once you get there, you understand kind of the the power and the value in doing it. There also comes a fear, right? A healthy fear of never wanting to go back, right? You don't want to lose your wealth. If Cody is one year wealthy, Cody doesn't want to drop below that, right? Because he's he's going backwards. So, you know, the the the, the task of what Cody had to do to gain his wealth allowed him to understand money, allowed him to understand himself, allowed him to understand his his buying habits and really create good spending and money habits, right? Spending less than he earned and investing it, not making any silly financial decisions, planning stuff out, budgeting, right? Um, so he values money at the highest level. So never, ever, ever would I be like, or would Cody say, oh yeah, I'm just going to throw $10,000 at something and see if it works, right? No, he's going to be damn sure it works before investing anything in it, Right? However, those who aren't actually doing it have a different mindset. It makes them seem big. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll throw 10K on that. I'll buy this, this Ferrari. Why? And again, there's nothing wrong with buying a Ferrari if it's, if it's planned out. If you planned out, you saved from it, saved for it, and it's something that you want. You can do whatever you want, ever, you can do whatever you want with your money. But to throw it out there as it's like a, a, a badge of honor, like it really has the opposite effect, right? I look at you and be like, you're dumb. You're dumb. It's, it's nothing about nothing against a Ferrari. Again, you can spend your money on whatever you want. I don't care. But you're just frivolously spending, recklessly spending with no plan for. It. So you, you see people like that just uh, they just they, they they start trading live money right away before even knowing what they're doing. It's like, man, it's, it's offensive to those who are actually training, training really hard. Because there are many people that train really, really hard and they, they just don't have the money. They don't have the money to significantly make a or to make a significant return in the market. They've got all the skill in the world, but they're doing so with a five hundred dollar account. So they're making fifty percent a year, and that's great. But when you look at when you look at the PL statement, that fifty percent a year, oh, I made two hundred and fifty dollars this year. Which is incredible, by the way, right? On a $500 account, if you made $250, that's incredible percentage-wise. But it seems dumb when you just look at the number. But those people know that bigger picture. Yeah, okay. Well, if I can make 50% with a $500 account, once I have a $10,000 account, then I'll make this much. And then it starts becoming money that is actually, you know, uh, um, I don't want to say usable, but it's a, it's, it's a, a much better figure. So they're sitting back wishing, like, man, I wish I had that. Like, they're sitting back contemplating, contemplating, uh, should I take out a loan? Can I ask grandma for some money, right? Because I know I can produce. I just need the money, right? Like, coach, I know I can ball. Just put me in the game. Meanwhile, you see other people that are in the game just wasting their opportunity. 
And it's offensive, man. It is offensive. It is offensive to any real trader. Tell you what. Man. Tilda says she felt dumb, learned a lesson, and now educating herself. Expensive lesson, and yes, it's offensive to those that really try but don't have, as you say, a $500 account like me. I have a $1,000 account. Um, ready when I'm ready. Yep. And, ho and hopefully it's a one-time learning lesson. See, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I, I don't fault after that entire rant. I, I don't fault people too much the first time because I understand that we all come from an unconscious incompetence level where we just don't know what we don't know. Right? I've blown accounts doing, you know, trading with no plan and stuff. Why? Because that's before I knew that you had to have a trading plan. So I do understand that. And, and, and that part's fine. It's the second time, right? Fool me twice. Shame on me, right? It's the second time where it gets you. Once you learn your lesson. And what's what's good about her situation is that, you know, I would think losing 15000 I would think that's a pretty painful lesson. Again, I don't, you know, maybe it's not, you know, if you got it like that, maybe not. But for me, no matter how much I have, losing 15000 that quick is a very painful lesson. And the positive is that the more painful the lesson, the better the lesson it is. Right? Think about something very painful in your life, guys. Right? The, the, the good example that I think we've all done is touching the hot stove. You guys ever touch a hot stove before? Yeah, right? Burned, right? That smell of burning skin, right? What happens directly after you touch the hot stove or, or every time you go near the stove after that, right? You guys ever like walk near a stove and like, you, like you're not sure if it's on, you like you tap it real quick? You tap it to make sure, right? You're, you're a little scared, right? It's something inside that's like, hey, I remember this. Your brain is saying, this was a, <laughs> don't do that again, right? Those are the lessons that stick with us the, the most because they hurt and, and pain is a... Pain is probably the greatest motivator out there. I'm a believer that people don't really commit to change until they've experienced a, a, a good enough amount of pain. Again, it's the whole kind of pain versus pleasure thing where once you kind of get into that pain zone, you're, you're forced to take action. That's one of the reasons I quit three jobs to focus on trading. It wasn't because I, well, I did, thought I, I did think I'd be successful pretty quickly, but more so it was because I needed that pain and that fear to actually motivate myself to do everything that needs to be done if not i was only going to do just enough because i had a cushion of you know a thirty thousand dollar salary each year whatever i was making working those three three years three uh three jobs <laughs> cody says my daughter's hot hot yeah my son my son just started doing or he's my son does that as well he looks at the like candles and and the stove and i'm like, hot 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 my like, good hot don't touch hot hot they learn quickly. They learn quickly. Uh, Andy says, very true, Cody. My friend paid um, 100,000 pounds salary. He gets paid 100,000 uh, annually, but no financial wisdom at all and is in debt. It's, man, the, the debt thing is scary. The debt thing is scary. I, I, was, go, I was going through Jason Greystone stuff this morning. I was, I was sharing... Um, He's got a bunch of articles on LinkedIn and I was setting them up in my, my, my queue, my social media thing, so I can spit them out and share them. Um, just spread the word about what he's doing with like tiers of freedom and whatnot, because it, it's the amount of info. I mean, he's given out more information in college courses um, in that tiers of freedom program and not even in the program, just the, the, the free stuff. And I just I just want to spread the word about that. But it's 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 not. 
it's amazing how simple it is to to control your finances. Not not easy. Not easy at all. Don't get me wrong. Like if for for any of you that that for any of you guys that have a massive amount of credit card debt, like it's hard to get out of it. Um, because again, you're getting, you know, you have to pay, the, you're, 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 you're paying them each and every month for the debt that you're in. So to get out of it, it's like, it's, it's, it's really like one step forward, two step backwards. If, if you're not making a significant kind of push at it. Um, so it, it's hard to do. It's, it's really hard to do. Um, but the process is simple. And if, if you can plan it out, if you can plan it out, you just have to make it a, a long-term goal where it's like, hey, I've got $30,000 of, of credit card debt. I want to get out of it in five years. And then you start you start working backwards from there and saying, well, what do I need to do? And it all comes down to the same thing, right? It all, it, you, know, you shouldn't invest yet while you're in debt, but it all comes down to, first and foremost, spend less than you make. Right. That, that is that is the, the key to life. If there's if there's one if there's one rule in life, I'm, I'm going to teach my kids. Right. It's it's, you know, be nice to people and spend less than you make. Because once you spend less than you make, you, you have a, a surplus of money and then you can use that to do things with. Right. And you can go on vacation. You can buy Ferraris for yourself or you can pay off debt. And, and as you continue to pay off that debt, what you're getting charged for them holding that debt becomes less and less. So instead of an extra $400 charge a month on your credit card bill, now it's an extra $300 charge. So in a way, you've actually earned $100. Does that make sense? You've paid your debt and you've actually earned money, addition by subtraction. And then in time, you pay that off. And then hopefully, right, we just talked about rich and wealthy. Hopefully, you maintain those good financial habits once you're out of debt. And then that's where you see the real explosion happen. Now you've got all this extra money because not only are you spending well, but you no longer have that credit card bill to pay off. Now you've got all this extra money to play around with. And then that's when you can take the next step of starting to make that money work for you. Now that Cody's got an extra, you know, thousand dollars a month that was previously going towards debt. Well, now what can he do? Well, he can save for a year and start a $12,000 trading account. He can systematically invest it in the financial markets while they're down um, and start a long-term investment there, right? There's so many options at that point, but that initial, it, it takes a while for the initial ball to get rolling. But once it gets rolling, man, it, it, think about it like this. Once it gets rolling, and I love this stuff, you're basically, you're tilting the scales, right? At first, you're in debt. Not only are you trying to pay money to get out of debt, but you're paying extra money for those who are holding your debt, right? So you're, you're paying twice, does that make sense? You're paying twice. Once you get out of debt, you're earning twice, right? You have extra money that no longer needs to be put towards the debt. And now your money is making money. So you're getting paid off the money that you're not spending. You're, you go from paying twice to getting paid twice. And that's a big flip. That is a massive, a massive flip. Again, it takes a, a while. Like, so think about it like this. It's like a slow 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 grind like i'll draw it out for you guys imagine like a you're climbing up a hill right it's a slow 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 grind i guess yeah climbing out of debt i don't know how to do how, how should i draw this i don't know it's like this right it's a slow grind and then it's a little bit of this and then it's a boom the opposite direction so these initial levels i wish i had actual curve to show you these initial levels are slow 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 
then it gets faster at the end when reducing debt, then it slows down as far as getting paid twice, and then boom, it takes off. Because we all know the more money you have, the more money you can make just by the, the laws of percentages. If you're making 50% a year with $500, that's $250. Eh, not that much. But you're adding extra $250 to your $500. Now the next year you're making 50% with $750. The next year you're making 50% with whatever that is, over $1,000, right? And it just it keeps increasing. And then if you accelerate it, by something like trading or just actively actively adding to it. Because not only does Cody have an extra $1,000 a month, right, that he can start making money for, he can keep pumping that in year after year after year after year after year. So his 12,000 after year one turns to 24,000 after year two, not counting the return that he made in the market. He can easily go from 12,000 to 30,000. I don't want to say, I'm not, not easy, easily is the wrong word, but it's, it's not that difficult to go from 12000 to 30000 just by him doing the same thing of saving and adding to his account, plus whatever return he's making off his investment, right? 12000 to 30000 guys, in year two. Think about it. Think about it. And then that 30000 just makes more money. And he's continuing to add his whatever $1,000 a month to it. So it's it's uh it's it's simple, lose my voice here, um, just not easy and it takes it's called an investment for a reason. It, <laughs> you have to invest time in it, but it's so cool, man. It's so cool and I'm so passionate about it because I mean this is this is where I came from. Again, I don't I don't come from money. Jason Grayson doesn't come from money. We we come from kind of hard work and 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 grind it out type of stuff. And I think a lot of you guys do as well, right? And I'm not saying there's something negative about coming from money, but we, we kind of, you know, I, I was at the point where I was trading. I'm like, well, I'm not really making any money. And then, you know, fast forward 12 years later, I'm doing the same damn thing, but it's a much bigger return simply because I have more assets. Um, it's pretty cool. Then you add on some real estate to that. So Andrew says, yeah, it makes, it makes you more hungry. Yeah. And tying things together, it just, it makes you, it makes you value it more. It makes you value it more, right? I remember I, I shared, uh, and I, I apologize for this long rant, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I get passionate about some things. <laughs> I remember I shared a, a picture uh, probably like a year ago of my car, right? And you guys know what I, I drive. I still drive a 2005. Is that right? No. Yeah, 2005. Yeah, 2005 Toyota Camry. The Silver Surfer, right? And you get, you get, people respect it. People that know respect it. But you get a lot of people like, dude, aren't you this, uh, aren't you this, this trading guru, right? Where's the Ferrari? Like, why are you still driving a, a 2004 Camry? Because it works. Because it gets me to, it gets me from point A to point B. Like, why, why do I, like, do I, do I want another car? Sure. My dream car is a Land Rover. I would never get it um, just because maintenance is so high on it. My uncle had one. Uh, but my dream car is a Land Rover. My next car would probably be something something bigger. But is it, is it a want or a need? It's not a need at all, right? Because that Land Rover will do, will do the same thing for me as my Camry does, right? Now, we did get newer cars for my wife has a newer car, right? Um, 
and that was for when we when we first started having kids for safety reasons, right? The car she was driving wasn't safe. Um, so we, we did want something that was safer for cars, but it was still, it was, it was a, a Mazda, right? And then it got totaled and we got another Camry. <laughs> so she has a, she has a newer car, but it's like, yeah, there, there's, there, there's no need for it. Now, eventually there'll, there'll, there'll come a point where the cost to repair the Camry is no longer worth it. And that's my formula, right? I have, I have strict rules for when I buy a new car, right? When the cost, when I, when I get it inspected each year, when something goes bad, if the cost of the repair is more than what the car is worth, then it's time to get rid of the car. That's my strict rule. So it doesn't get a lot of miles on it, so it's not breaking down, but that's that's the rule. If, I, if something happens and they're like, I don't know how much it's worth now, I can look on Kelly Blue Book, but if they're like, hey, you've got $10,000 worth of damages, you want me to fix it up? Nope. Time to get to the next one. Because then it's no longer, fixing the damages is no longer a, a positive investment. It's, it's more beneficial to, and I have the means to, it's more beneficial to get a new car. And by new, I don't mean like brand new, but a new, a, a different car. Could have said, I got you beat, girl drives a 2001 Chevy Malibu. Ooh, sounds like a race car, muffler, fall, muffler falling off. <laughs> She's been trying to, been on my butt to get a new one. That's on my old car. I, I used to have the, uh, uh, I think it was a 90, 98 Acura Integra sitting low. Muffler just clanging, muffler clanging off the ground. I had to try like taping it up. Yeah. <laughs> Hatchback, man. You could fit the world in there. We used to fit like eight people in there in the college days, man. You could fit three in the back, two in the front, right? Three in the trunk. Hatchback. Not, not, not necessarily legal, but, you know, that's how we got around, right? Riding low. So... <laughs> Oh, I missed that car. No, I, then I sold it to I sold it to the the guy that does our lawn for like a year's worth of cuts because <laughs> his his son got into an accident and he needed a car ASAP. So I said, hey, you can take this one, just cut our grass for like a year. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. All right, I suppose we should look at another pair. Um, let's do one more before we take our break. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. I always feel a little bit guilty for you know get the new people that are like we haven't looked at any charts, um, but there's not much going on. Let's go to Dollar Canada. 